Welcome to the Inner Power Podcast, the place to help you unleash your inner power and develop unshakable confidence to finally create kick-ass results in your career, relationship, and life that embrace who you are. I'm your host and personal confidence coach, Olga, and I'm here to share practical and actionable techniques, real-life wisdom for myself and other powerhouse women with the backup of human behavior science. This is the place where you will learn it all to finally step up your game, feel great about yourself, and live life with a new sense of unfuckwithability. If you're ready to step into your fabulous and most powerful self, let's do this. Welcome to a new episode on the Inner Power Podcast. I'm your host and confidence and mindset coach, Olga, and I'm so happy to have you with me for another episode. Today, I want to talk to you about what I believe is the secret sauce for you landing your next dream job. I want to kind of debunk from my personal experience what I do believe people are mostly focusing on too much that is not actually going to get them the job and what they're mostly forgetting or are afraid to actually show in a job interview, which I truly believe is going to make the big difference between you and any other competitor who's applying for that job. Today, I want to talk to you or share with you my experience from when I was chosen among 15 people out of over 1,700 applicants. So being chosen is 1% of that application group uh, for a trainee program. And the reason why I want to share that experience with you is because this experience in particular has shown me the power of the power of you, basically, the power of being yourself. And throughout the, the episode, I want to kind of explain to you what I really mean by that. But just to give you a little bit of a background of what had happened or why I feel this, this story or this experience can be so helpful to you. So back in the days when I was um, applying for trainee positions, um, there was this one program that I really felt compelled to apply for. Um, It was a job that I really felt um, the program in itself had a really great structure. It allowed you to go abroad a lot. Um, It was with a company that I felt had really good values. You know, it was so important to me for to to work with somebody uh, or to work with a company that I felt was truly interested in um, making a difference in this world, like contributing to improving something. Um, And so I had found this program. And the thing was, the company limits the number of trainees that they accept, I think for the entire year, to only 15 positions. So, and it was an international program. So, as I said, there were so, so many applicants. Um, I do believe that the number was around 1,700. And it was quite a long process because the company also wanted to make sure, you know, if we're only going to pick 15 Uh, We want to make sure that those are the right 15 people. So they put actually a lot of effort and a lot of money into this whole application process. Um, If I remember correctly, it was like either five or six filters or so that you had to go through. So first, you had to obviously hand in your application online. I think, I'm not sure, but I think you also had to do an online assessment test. Then you had like a Skype um, interview then I do believe you had to um, we had to to do a, an in person first in person interview, and then I believe it was it was the assessment center. It was taking place in Denmark actually, and it was also like the number of people who were there was a 
like two different days with two different groups. Um, but I believe that the number of people who were even just, you know, invited to take part in that um, in-person assessment day was already super limited. So I don't want to make up numbers, but I do feel like if there were 30 to 40 people, it would be quite accurate. But so it was a long process, right? And while I do believe that, let's say, certain skills or certain hard facts, so to say, or hard skills um, allowed me to get maybe to the second stage of the whole process, I do believe that it was my personal factor that allowed me to go up all the way into the final, so to say, and be selected. Because what I see happening with people that I know and from my own experience, and actually that particular day as well, is people are getting so focused on on the what and the how when when they apply for a job, right? So they focus a lot on, let's say, their university degree, on their job title, on um, maybe the name of the companies that they have worked for. They are so focused. This is like the what's, right? The, the titles, the positions, the income level, the um, whatever job description that they did before. Um, and the how. So the skills, maybe they have certain, I don't know, specific language skills, programming skills. I don't know, like certain um, marketing or content writing skills. I have no idea. Like it depends all on your industry, right? But the the skills and abilities that allow you to to perform things. But what I rarely see happening, and I didn't see happen that day too much, um, was people being just focused on the who. Like who you are as a person, what makes you special and allowing themselves to actually be themselves. Um, Because it was interesting. Like when I arrived at um, that assessment center day, um, you know, we had some time to kind of um, get to know each other, talk a little bit, chat a little bit before we were starting the official, let's say, assessment day. Um, and it was interesting to see, like, usually I'm a person who, you know, gets to talk with people quite easily. And so by talking to the majority of uh, the other candidates there, I got a pretty good, like, just the first impression of, you know, who they are, what they're kind of... Um, let's say profile is, right? But I also saw like what kind of personality did they have because amongst the the candidates, you know, you, you don't necessarily feel like you have to put up a certain image. At least there it was this way. I also, to be honest, had also other experiences where people were like, let's say trying to put up a certain facade to maybe intimidate others. I don't know. It doesn't work with me, so I don't pay so much attention. But the, my point is like I got to know them in a in one way when we were like um, talking just amongst us before the official thing started and before we were getting like uh, judged and evaluated, etc. But then when the actual assessment center started and we were doing like a group discussion, you know, so most of the people that I had just talked to, we were all discussing this one case study, giving our um, opinion and trying to find a solution. And there, all of a sudden, I noticed how people started to act completely different from how I just experienced them in, in, in our informal talk or chat. So 
there I was in this case study discussion. I was like thinking to myself, like, what the heck, you know? Um, some were were trying to kind of um, be more <laughs> or like, I don't even know how to put it into words, but, you know, they were trying to pretend um, to act in a certain way that was not natural to them, like trying to boost themselves more. And other people, all of a sudden, they dimmed their light and they were like staying so kind of timid and quiet. Whereas before, when I was talking to them, they were like, you know, full of life and like super talkative. And then there was just like, I think one or two um, other people who remained more or less the same. And I was like in that discussion, really consciously uh, kind of analyzing people's behaviors. And I was like, that's interesting, you know, because this is what, you know, is going to make the difference. It's all good that, you know, let's say the titles and the skills, those are the things that are going to allow you to have like your first foot in to the door, right? Of like getting that um, that interview, of maybe passing to a certain assessment level, etc., etc. But this is not the thing that is going to make people select you for the job. This is my my personal firm belief. I don't have any evidence for it, but I truly believe that. And I mean, just think to yourself, right? When you look back in the interviews that you had, how often did you feel, when you look back, how often did you actually allow yourself to be fully you? Or how often did you actually feel like, or you realize, you actually put up a certain uh, facade uh, for people just to kind of live up to the image that you think they are expecting of you, right? Or to kind of fake a little, let's say, sense of confidence there. I surely, if I look back, I surely can can name you a couple of interviews where I I showed up as a person that I think they wanted to see and where I kind of tried to portray myself as this whatever expert in that era even though I had never made any experience there but still trying to sell myself as this wonderful candidate and each and every one of those interviews I was not chosen uh to move forward (laughs) yeah this is my co-host and uh the other interviews where I did like after after that experience particularly there were several interviews where um I literally just allow myself uh, to show up as myself, to talk as myself, to make the points that I think are important, etc. And in those talks, I usually, it always usually went well for me. And what I learned that day is that this is the thing that will make people choose me over other people who have the exact same profile. And I can say that um, because actually in the same um, assessment, let's say, um, stage, there was another friend of mine. We were studying at the same school. We had very similar, let's say, experiences. Um, And yet I was chosen and she was not. And I can kind of see why that happened because the day before she had told me about how it went for her. And I think what happened to her is she she literally tried to stay in this lane of like, let me be, let me show up as this version that I think I should be, but not the one that I am. 
And you know, in that assessment center, a really interesting thing happened. So first, this this case study discussion happened where I kind of noticed that people are, you know, acting very, like very differently from uh, when you talk to them informally. And then afterwards, I think we had to, to give a certain presentation and have another um, interview with uh, one of the employees who were there to re- to recruit the people, right? And so we had the interview and there was this one moment where he was asking me, um, you know, they always ask you like those kind of standard typical questions in a certain way. But the question was, so why should we pick you, I think? Or what is your strength? Either Like either one of those questions. And I literally sat there and so often I had thought to myself before, like, usually we, we all reply, like, we go right to, oh yeah, my strength is that, or my weakness is that. And there I was sitting and I was like, just be yourself, right? And so I literally told him, <laughs> I remember that, and I literally told him, like, so you probably want to hear that, well, I'm the best, or that I, I am so much better at this at that than the other people, um... And to be honest, um, I don't know what followed after that. Uh, I think I gave him my response, but I opened with that phrase. Like, yeah, you probably want to know that I'm I'm the best, right? This is why, why I got invited to in the first place, right? And so we just looked at each other and we just laughed. And... Um, he was he was laughing also because he knew that it's the truth, right? But so, like, how often have you had an interview where you were asked those kind of questions and you, like, you know, the other person knows, it's just kind of like a bullshit bingo question. And you just come up with some kind of shit of what your weakness is or what your super strength is. It's not going to be what you really think your strength is, but it's what you think sells better, right? And so I think this moment of humanity, just like keeping it real, (laughs) being two humans who are talking to each other, um, I do believe that made a far bigger and better impression than the fact that I would have told him like, I don't know, five reasons of, um, of fake, (laughs) of fake weaknesses or fake strengths. Um, and I walked out that, that interview, like I didn't know whether I had just kind of (laughs) killed it for myself, but I knew we had a good laugh. I knew like that had allowed me to connect with that interviewer. And, you know, out of that, assessment day, I walked out feeling like really good about myself. Like I had no idea whether I had good chances or not. But the fact that I consciously showed up as myself, I allowed my personality to come out. I allowed myself to make those kind of jokes. I allowed myself to be like entertaining, but I also allowed myself to be, you know, critical and state the truth when I saw other people in the discussion, for example, just name some I don't know, from my point of view, (laughs) invalid points, right? And I think that truly this is what had set me apart and what had allowed me to be chosen as one of the 15 people from those out of over 1,700 applicants. And this is, I think, so often the thing that is missing when you're having a job interview. Like you're holding yourself back. And when you are holding yourself back, you're automatically limiting 
and dimming your confidence, your power, your self-esteem, because you're telling basically your mind that, hey, the way I would actually love to show up, (laughs) right? It's wrong. Something is not right about it. So I'm going to kind of pretend here a little bit and show up in in a different way. And that that behavior, this is what's causing you to show up like inconsistent, incoherent, because you will mention some points that may be like true, right? And other points where you feel like, oh, you have to boost it a little bit. And maybe some other points where you're like holding back. And the thing is, the other person can sense that. You can sense this incoherence with people. Whereas if you just show up as yourself and you admit that maybe at some points, yeah, you might be falling short when it comes to experience that they're looking for, or maybe skills or whatever, but you're also not holding back on actually, you know, praising yourself or showing your achievements that you do have uh, and don't create this kind of fall humbleness, right? So you're just showing up as yourself and it's not going to matter whether you're going to have maybe a little bit less experience that they're searching or missing one skill because if you're that person and you have that coherence within you and you have personal traits that are going to help you make up for that that allow you to make a good fit to the team that allow you to be a good fit for also the manager this is why they're going to pick you like just think like if you had to pick somebody if you were to open a company and you were to look for people, you want you are hiring the person. You are not hiring them for the way they dress or the way they look on the outside, which is the what and the how, like the titles and the skills. You're hiring them for their personality because you click with them. And if you don't allow yourself to be yourself, you can't click with the other person. There is always going to be a disconnect. And quite frankly, I think the best way to show up as yourself and be yourself in any, whether it is a job interview or whether, you know, it is in like when you're socializing with other people, if you're meeting new people, being yourself is the thing that is going to allow you to create real relationships. And so having this coherence by allowing yourself to show up as yourself I truly believe having this coherence, this is what's going to give you the confidence. This is what's going to create um, this kind of coherent picture for the other person that will give them this trust factor. Because if there's like this incoherence, it creates distrust. And if I don't trust somebody, if I feel like they're hiding something, if I feel like they're not authentic or um, not congruent, I'm not going to hire that person. And so literally giving yourself the permission to be yourself, to not to not like cut back on your personality, to not dim parts of you and not amplify things that you are not. This is what's going to help you get chosen as the 1%. That's my personal firm belief. And the way you do that, two things that have really helped me, first of all, And they're quite interrelated. But first of all, you need to give yourself the permission to show up as yourself. Like you need to be the person. You can't expect the other person to give you like kind of this um, feeling of comfort or safety to show up as yourself. You need to choose 
being yourself over being who you think you should be. And it's literally like by giving yourself the permission, literally saying it, I I give myself permission to show up as myself and you demand it from your mind. You literally tell your mind, I demand you to let me show up as who I am and to let me say the things, the right things that fit to the questions. I demand you to stay calm and your mind will follow. Your mind literally follows instructions. So just try that out. And the other thing is we need to start detaching ourselves from the end result and to detach, let's say, our value from the outcome, from whether we're going to be picked for the position or not. Because so many times, like we come from this place of neediness, like I need this job because maybe I'm so miserable in my current job or maybe because I don't have a job at the moment. You really come from this place of neediness. And when you act from this place of neediness, you act from a place of fear. And when you act from a place of fear, you're going to do everything to play it safe. And playing safe usually means not being yourself. Because go back to episode one (laughs) and have a listen or episode two um, where I talk about the fear code. Because when we play it safe, we're actually not showing up as ourselves. And we do that because we create so much attachment to whether we're going to get picked or not. So if we're going to get picked, we take it as, oh yeah, I was, I was worthy. I was enough. Um, I'm not a failure. I'm not a loser, right? I'm a winner. And if we don't get picked, we make it mean that we failed. We're a loser. We're not, we were not good enough. Something's wrong with us so that they didn't pick you, etc., etc. When as, whereas I would say like, it was most likely like this energetic misfit like like I mentioned this incoherence that the other person could sense about you and so just wrapping it up um wherever you go next you know whether it is looking for a new job whether it is like in your business reaching out to clients or trying to um find clients for yourself, establishing maybe something on social media I don't care what it is whether it's just meeting new people right The thing that's going to allow you to win every time is for you to show up as yourself. And for many of us, to be quite frank, it starts with finding out who we are first. And that's like for a whole nother episode, right? Um, On what to do and how to do that. But don't, don't become, like don't lower or dim your light and don't amplify shit that you are not so easy that's the easy thing like uh, if I had to to sum it up in like two phrases that would be it like don't dim your light where it's not necessary like if you've achieved something you've achieved it it's a fact and it's not bragging it's not like arrogance it's not being full of yourself it's just stating the facts okay and that accounts especially for you women out there who are listening to me don't dim your achievements okay be proud of them and just state them as they are Don't make them more than they are, but don't make them less than they are, okay? And for the things where you feel like maybe there is a gap between who you are and what those people are looking for, just be okay and be real about it. Um, Don't get yourself hung up on it. Don't pretend, don't fake things. And most importantly, be who you are. Show up as with your personality, You want the other person to connect to your personality and not to somebody who you think you should be because 
Here's the thing. The consequence will be if they're going to hire you for who you pretended to be, you will feel that you will have to show up as this person all the time. And it's going to make you miserable because you're not that person. And so with this, <laughs> my friends, I want to come to an end for today. Um, and just want you to remember, embrace who you are. Embrace that. And if you embrace yourself, I think everything will be possible for you. And you will meet the right people. You will find the right job. You will find the right partner. You will create the, the right lifestyle for you. Because it's going to be like your version of things. So I hope you found that helpful. Let me know. Reach out if you want to hear about other specific topics. Share it with anybody who you feel this could be helpful for. And um, see you next week. You liked what you heard on this episode, but would like to get more support? Just follow me on social media at the Olga Mueller on Instagram. Send me an email on algamuller.coaching at gmail.com or join the wonderful tribe of incredible ambitious women on Facebook and the Women with Unshakable Confidence group. See you next time.